calling all aspiring podcasters. This is your sign to start your own podcast because we have just the right tool for you. Before we started podcasting, we really thought that everything would be such a hassle, especially the editing. But we found the best and most convenient all-around podcast tool out there, Podmachine. Podmachine will take care of all your podcasting needs. From audio production, designs, and marketing growth, all you have to do is sit back, relax, and keep creating great content that sounds professional. It's time for you to start sounding like a pro with Podmachine today. Sign up and get a free episode trial. And once you're convinced of how good it can be and how it helped us, you can start for as low as only $49.99 for four episodes in a month. But wait, there's more. If you use our code PHMURDER, all caps, no spaces, you get one free episode credit upon subscribing. Just head on to podmachine.com and let them do the dirty work so you can do the fun stuff and sound like a pro. Podcast Network Asia. This episode may include topics, references, or discussions around sexual assault, domestic violence, stalking, physical violence, or subject matters that may be disturbing to some of our listeners. We do acknowledge that this content may be difficult. We also encourage you to care for your safety and well-being. Shocking, sad, revealing, and deeply researched, PH Murder Stories podcast covers the true account of infamous killings and true crime stories from the Philippines. There's no such thing as questions, just hidden answers. Stay tuned as we revisit the inconceivable crimes that exist. Some listeners may find the following content of PH Murder Stories highly disturbing due to its graphic nature. PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence of all sorts. Viewer discretion is advised. I love you so much, but watch over me and her family. Mahabang panahon din na yung paghahanap namin and ngayon nandito na siya. Siguro pagdadasal namin na matahimik na talaga siya nagdubusan. Durog na durog po ang puso ko. Talagang iniiyak po yan. Ayon sa kanilang abogado, mismong DOJ, Office of the President, Court of Appeals at Supreme Court na ang nagsabing may basihan para kasuhan si Manuel III. Kaya pinapainhibit nila si acting presiding judge Edwin Larida Jr. It was dismissed because it lacked probable cause. Grossly disregarding in the process the findings of the four government agencies. Feeling ko, naming pamilya, may nagaganap po na hindi maganda dito. Panawagan naman ng ama ni Ruby Rose sa nag-iisang testigong si Montero, tulungan silang makamit ang hostisya para sa namayapang anak. Sana manumbalit ulit sa iyo na ikaw makonsensya sana bumalik ka rin sa amin, Montero. Naghain na ang pamilya ng motion for reconsideration sa kasong parisay. 
In 2007, a young mother fighting for custody of her two daughters suddenly disappeared. Two years later, she was found cemented inside a drum dumped in the waters of Navota City, Metro Manila, after a valid testimony of a disgruntled witness, who later on recanted his story and became missing up to this date. More than a decade later, her family is still seeking justice despite the overwhelming motive that the alleged suspects have. Ruby Rose Barameda was only 27 years old at the time of her disappearance. She was last seen by her sister, Rochelle Barameda, a well-known celebrity at the time, on March 14, 2007, after receiving a devastating court order that quashed Ruby Rose's motion for a temporary protection order regarding her custody battle with her former husband. The court granted sole custody of their two daughters to Manuel Jimenez III, or most commonly known as Third Jimenez. Earlier in the same year, the former couple decided to part ways due to irreconcilable differences. After the split, Ruby Rose Barameda filed temporary custody before the Las Piñas Regional Trial Court for their two daughters, who were seven years old and three months old at the time. Unfortunately for Ruby Rose, the court favored Third Jimenez to have sole custody of their two young daughters, which led her to file a temporary protection order to see her daughters despite not having custody. In the Philippines, there is also a general rule regarding awarding custody over children. According to the law, no child under seven years of age shall be separated from the mother unless the court finds compelling reasons to order otherwise. However, this rule is not absolute. There are compelling reasons that may deprive a mother of custody, such as abandonment, abuse, drug addiction, unemployment, insanity, and negligence, among others. According to Rochelle Barameda's testimony, Ruby Rose panicked and tried to reach her lawyer on the same day after receiving the saddening court order. She then promptly decided to go to the bank, then straight to her daughter's in Third's family home, located in an exclusive subdivision in Las Piñas City, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, which was her regular schedule since the custody battle. Unfortunately, little did Ruby's sister know that it would be the last time that she would see her sister alive. At 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Rochelle received a call from Ruby Rose's friend asking about her sister's whereabouts because Ruby Rose was not answering her calls. After the phone call, Rochelle got worried and tried to call her sister as well, but nobody answered. Rochelle then asked her maid to contact the Jimenez household to confirm if Ruby Rose was still at the house. Attorney Manuel Jimenez Jr., the father of third, answered the house helper's call and told her that Ruby Rose was not there. Rochelle tried to reach Ruby Rose's ex-husband, but he was also not answering. Ruby Rose did not come home on March 14, which led to Rochelle reporting her sister's sudden disappearance to the police. 
In the duration of Ruby Rose's disappearance, the Barameda family has exhausted all efforts into finding her. The family distributed flyers with her photo and offered reward money to anyone who might have information about Ruby Rose's whereabouts. Robert Barameda, the father of Ruby Rose and Rochelle, even consulted with a fortune teller in the Beagle region to shed some light about his missing daughter. Sadly, the fortune teller told him that Ruby Rose was already long gone. On June 10, 2009, the fortune teller's prediction became a reality. Two years after searching for Ruby Rose Barameda, the authorities recovered a large steel case in the waters of Navota City. The place where they found the steel case was located in the Philippines' commercial fishing hub, where it has the third largest fish port in Asia. At first, the authorities tried to claim the steel case a day before, but failed due to the lack of tools to pull the sunken material underwater. On the following day, the officials came back in the afternoon and finally recovered the steel case, which was later on brought to the crime lab and was opened in the evening. The investigators uncovered a drum inside the steel case. They found a cemented woman's body with her hands and feet cuffed and tied together inside the drum. Based on the medical legal report, the victim was tortured before, based on the bruises, and died of strangulation before being put inside a drum where the perpetrators filled it with cement. Then, placed the drum inside a steel case and were sunken down a few kilometers away from the shore. According to DNA and dental records, the authorities confirmed that the body they discovered was indeed Ruby Rose Barameda. Furthermore, the police have also positively confirmed that it was her body based on Rochelle Barameda's detailed report about her sister's clothes on the day of her disappearance, which matched the same clothes the victim was wearing. Before uncovering Ruby Rose Barameda's body, a witness named Manuel Montero came forward and told the police that he knows what happened to Ruby Rose. To confirm his claim, Montero guided the authorities where the perpetrators dumped the steel case, which turned out to be accurate. He also told the officers that he was the one that filled the drum with cement and built the steel case. Furthermore, Montero at the time confessed to the crime and alleged that Ruby Rose's father-in-law, Manuel Jimenez Jr., and his brother, Lope, ordered the killing together with his accomplices, Eric Fernandez, Robert Ponce, and Leonard Spike Descalzo. Manuel Jimenez III, the ex-husband of Ruby Rose Barameda, is a businessman that belongs to a wealthy family. His father, Manuel Jimenez Jr., owns several businesses, including fishing, agricultural companies, farmland, a poultry farm in the province of Cavite, and several gasoline stations. Third's uncle, Lope, owns the Buena Suerte Jimenez 
Fishing and Trading Incorporated in Navota City, where the alleged murder happened. Besides the previous testimonies of Manuel Montero, public opinion suggests that the Jimenez clan was behind the gruesome slaying of Ruby Rose Barameda. Hi, ako si Earl, ang inyong campmaster sa Philippine Campfire Stories Podcast. This podcast is about stories of myths, legends, and true horror stories from the Philippines narrated in Tagalog, powered by Podcast Network Asia. Listen to Philippine Campfire Stories available in all major podcast platforms. On June 17, 2009, a week after the shocking discovery of Ruby Rose Barameda's corpse, she was finally laid to rest at the Manila Memorial Park in Sukat, Paranaque City. However, her daughters did not attend her funeral. In an exclusive interview with GME News' Steve Dailisan, aired over QTV's News on Q, the eldest daughter of Ruby Rose who was six years old at the time, said that although she misses her mother, she is already happy with her life. The reporter also quoted the daughter that she'd rather focus on her studies. The Barameda family had repeatedly requested Ruby Rose's two daughters to visit their mother's wake at the Heritage Park in Taguig City. In an exclusive interview with a well-known news outlet in July 2009, Third Jimenez addressed the media for the first time to clear his family's name after being pinpointed together with his father and uncle as masterminds of the killing of his ex-wife, Ruby Rose. According to Third, his wife was having a third party in the course of their marriage He also brought a letter written by Ruby Rose before that indicates her regret cheating on him and that she would change for their marriage. However, according to Third, Ruby Rose cheated on him again. Worse, their eldest daughter saw her mother holding hands with another man, which Third described as a painful experience for him. Nevertheless, Third also told reporters that he has forgiven Ruby Rose's infidelity and just ignored it. Since the last unfaithful incident of Ruby Rose, he claimed that the two of them rarely talked to each other anymore, up until she left home in 2007 after a heated argument over a missing diamond earring. A few months later, Ruby Rose filed for a petition seeking custody of their two children, which she lost before her disappearance. Manuel Jimenez III also denied the allegations being thrown at them that he and his family are behind his wife's slaying. He also claimed that the body uncovered by the authorities is not Ruby Rose. According to III, he has a gut feel that his wife may still be alive. However, authorities think otherwise 
based on the overwhelming evidence that the corpse they found is Ruby Rose Barameda. However, Rochelle Barameda retaliated with third statements. She claimed that Ruby Rose did cheat on her husband, but it wasn't why she left. Rochelle also told the media that her sister left her husband because Third was beating up Ruby Rose by repeatedly banging her head in a cabinet, which their eldest daughter witnessed. In the course of the investigation, Manuel Montero, the star witness, claimed that he was the chief operations manager at the Buena Suerte Jimenez Fishing and Trading Incorporated, owned by Lope Jimenez. Montero also described the other suspects' connections to the alleged masterminds. Eric Fernandez as the driver of Lope. Leonard Spike Descalso as the bodyguard of Third. And Robert Ponce as another employee of Buena Suerte Jimenez Fishing and Trading Incorporated. Furthermore, Montero also stated that Manuel Jimenez Jr. carefully planned the murder of Ruby Rose Barameda two days before her disappearance in the BSJ conference room. A certain Rudy de la Cruz, which wasn't in the list of suspects charged with murder, was tasked by the masterminds to find a steel case that will hold the drum with Ruby Rose's body. Meanwhile, Fernandez, Descalso, and Ponce were assigned to abduct Ruby Rose from the home of the Jimenezes in Las Piñas. On the other hand, Montero was stationed at the BSJ compound, awaiting orders from Lope regarding the other three accomplices' whereabouts. Ruby Rose Barameda arrived in a compound inside the white Ford E-150 van with Fernandez and Descalso together with her green Mitsubishi gallant that was driven by Ponce. Montero first saw Ruby Rose inside the van, with something covering her mouth, hands cuffed, and feet tied together. According to Montero, he tried talking to Ruby Rose and asked why his bosses were abducting her. Ruby Rose replied that she didn't know and that she did nothing wrong. After receiving the go signal from their bosses, Montero witnessed Descalso strangle Ruby Rose to death. After checking if she's already dead, Fernandez and Ponce transferred Ruby Rose's lifeless body inside the drum within a steel case. Afterward, the suspects filled the steel case with cement, then Montero welded the cover on top. The following day, the suspects transported the steel case through a telescopic truck as they went to Navotas Fishport, where they transferred the steel case inside a tugboat and went on to dump Ruby Rose's body away from the shore. After completing the task, the suspects returned to BSJ compound for a final meeting with Lope Jimenez, which Montero claimed that they were paid 
50,000 pesos each and was asked to lay low until further notice. As for Ruby Rose's vehicle, the group burned it together with her valuables. According to Montero, he heard Lopez's reason for killing Ruby Rose was because she had brought shame to their family. The surprising developments to the abduction and murder of Ruby Rose Barameda sent shockwaves to the entire country. It also put the media on a frenzy because of the gruesome consequences that she got after fighting for her daughter's custody. Similar to a cliché soap opera setting where a powerful family systematically cleans up their mess when someone gets in the way of their pride. On August 24, 2009, the Department of Justice filed murder charges against Manuel Jimenez Jr., Lope Jimenez, Manuel Montero, Eric Fernandez, Robert Ponce, and Leonard Spike Descalzo at the Malabon, Navotas Regional Trial Court. A few months later, the Department of Justice also ordered the filing of parasite charges against Manuel Jimenez III as a co-conspirator. He later appealed to the office of the president for a reversal of the order, but was rejected. Attorney Manuel Jimenez Jr. voluntarily surrendered to the police. However, he was put into hospital arrest at the Angono Medics Hospital due to an alleged illness. A few months later, reports circulated that Manuel Jimenez was living comfortably in the Philippine Heart Center. His long stay in the government-run hospital has raised many eyebrows. Many questioned Jimenez on why he can't be discharged when there is nothing wrong with him, so that other patients could use his room. The doctors, however, cannot evict or discharge him because he is a paying patient. Hospital officials also could not order his attending physician to transfer him to another hospital since a Navota City Court gave explicit orders that Jimenez must not be returned to the Angono Medics Hospital, where he was previously confined. Furthermore, doctors told the reporters that only the nurses tasked by Jimenez's attending physician were allowed to enter his room to administer his medicine. Ironically, state doctors could not interfere in the case because the government employs them. During the trial, Manuel Montero told the court that he was testifying because he got scared for his life, and the other accomplices were nowhere to be found. He further elaborated that his conscience was getting the best of him and tried to resign from work. However, Lope Jimenez did not allow him and told him to stay put for another year. Montero did not follow Lopez's advice and went as far away as possible together with his family. Meanwhile, the Jimenez clan's legal defense claims that the family's enemies are framing them because of competition within their businesses. They also pointed out that they tried their best by helping the Barameda family 
find Ruby Rose while she was missing. Furthermore, the Jimenezes insisted that the Barrameda family failed to set their records straight when they informed them about their efforts in finding out what happened to Ruby Rose. In their defense against Montero's testimony, Manuel Lopez Jr.'s legal counsel told the court that the accused is not a resident of the mentioned house in Las Piñas City and that Manuel Jr. and Lope are not on good terms, which means that the both of them cannot plan the killing of Ruby Rose Barameda. Furthermore, they also pointed out that Lope did not even attend the wedding of Ruby Rose and Third Jimenez in 1999. Lope Jimenez's legal team also denied Montero's claims that the crime did not happen in his BSJ compound and did not have a motive to kill Ruby Rose Barameda. They also addressed the court that Lope fired Montero, contradicting the earlier claim that Montero offered to resign, which is why their family is being accused of revenge. In the same year, Lope Jimenez has been charged with another crime for the alleged smuggling of over 63.6 million pesos worth of diesel oil by his company, BSJ. The Bureau of Customs filed charges against Jimenez before the Department of Justice for reported violations of the Tariff and Customs Code, Philippine Clean Air Act, and Biofuels Act in connection with the supposed illegal importation of more than 2 million liters of diesel. In 2011, two years after being charged with murder, Leonard Spike Descalso was the first accomplice to be arrested after a witness alerted the police. He was caught in the province of Bataan, where his family lives. Furthermore, authorities found out that he was a former member of the Bataan police who was dismissed from the service in 2001. Meanwhile, the police failed to know the whereabouts of the remaining suspects, Lope Jimenez, Eric Fernandez, and Robert Ponce. In February 2012, the Court of Appeals ordered the hearings suspended indefinitely following Manuel Jr.'s petition to inhibit Malabon City Judge Zaldi Docena for his alleged partiality toward the prosecution. In his complaint, Manuel Jr. accused Docena of grave abuse of discretion when he granted Montero's appeal that he be allowed to turn state witness. He also denounced Docena for refusing to keep his hands off the case, despite the judge's ties with head prosecutor Theodore Villanueva, his former classmate at Ateneo Law School. A few months later, the Court of Appeals 10th Division granted Manuel Jr.'s petition and ordered the cases re-raffling to another judge. It also ruled that Montero should not be discharged as a state witness, reversing the earlier decision of the Sena. According to the appellate court, Montero's testimony was no absolute necessity since all the prosecution needed to do was present him on the witness stand to identify and affirm what was indicated in his sworn statements.
after a few months, the National Bureau of Investigation, or the NBI, found Robert Ponce on November 8, 2012, the third of four accomplices, finally in police custody. He was arrested in the province of Isabela after a three-month surveillance conducted by the NBI. In an interview with reporters, Ponce admitted that he was the one who helped with the abduction of Ruby Rose Barameda and poured cement into the jump where her body was placed. According to the NBI's report, Ponce received a monthly allowance of 7,000 pesos from Ruby Rose's husband, Manuel Jimenez III. At the same time, Ponce said he is also willing to turn state witness. However, in a shocking turn of events, Manuel Montero surprisingly recanted his testimony and said all his statements against the Jimenezes were lies. He went missing soon after. Speculations about the sudden change of heart and disappearance of Manuel Montero have started to swirl. If Montero's statement was false, how did he find out about the location of Ruby Rose Barameda's corpse? Did the alleged masterminds of the crime get to him or his family? If so, where is he now? Those are the crucial questions that remain to be unsolved. Hey there! If you're a big fan of Suits, How to Get Away with Murder, Law School, or even good old forensic files like we do, then the Courtroom Podcast will surely be your next favorite show. Prepare to be entertained, thrilled, and informed as we delve into real-life cases, landmark rulings, and true crime based on actual Supreme Court decisions. Sounds cool, right? Then do check it out after listening to this podcast. See you at the Courtroom! The actions of Manuel Montero helped build the case against the accused, but also destroyed the Barameda family's hopes of finally seeking the justice that Ruby Rose Barameda deserves. Due to the catastrophic consequences of Montero's incomplete and recanted testimonies, the court allowed the three accused to post bail the day after the judge approved their petition in 2015. Descalzo and Ponce posted bail of 100,000 pesos each, while the judge set a bail bond of 75,000 pesos for Jimenez after he noted that the accused voluntarily submitted himself to the court's jurisdiction. In the same year, the Malabon Regional Trial Court decided to remove Montero's unfinished testimony from their records. The court ruled it cannot admit his previously sworn statements as evidence. Without their supposedly overwhelming proof, the prosecution had only police officers on its side, who only had a hand in recovering Barameda's body. Unfortunately, none of them pointed to the suspects. On August 15, 2019, after a grueling decade of seeking justice, the Malabon Regional Trial Court acquitted father and son 
Manuel Jimenez Jr. and Manuel Jimenez III in the sensational murder case of Ruby Rose Barameda. According to the court, there was a lack of evidence on record after the main witness recanted and disappeared. The Malabon RTC Branch 170 cleared Manuel Jimenez Jr. of murder and Manuel Jimenez III of parasite. Also acquitted were Lope Jimenez, Leonard Spike Descalzo, and Robert Ponce, whom Montero earlier pointed to as the ones who allegedly ordered the murder by the Jimenezes. After the court's saddening decision, the Barameda family said, quote, To us, justice was so unreachable. We were at our lowest point when we got the dismissal order. Unquote. Subsequently, in an attempt to resolve the case, Ruby Rose's mother, Asuncion, has urged President Rodrigo Duterte and the Department of Justice to look into the matter, citing President Duterte's experience as a prosecutor before becoming a well-known mayor of Davao City. Asuncion also said, quote, I am appealing to President Duterte so that we would have the chance to obtain justice. Unquote. She also asked for Justice Secretary Guevara's guidance to help their family pursue the parasite case they had filed against Ruby Rose's husband, Third Jimenez. Meanwhile, the Barameda's family lawyer, Al Lazaro, said they would be coordinating with other agencies such as the DOJ. He also said, quote, This is not the end of the story. The case was not dismissed based on the merits. In fact, it did not even reach arraignment, so there is no double jeopardy here. Unquote. The family also addressed the missing star witness, Manuel Montero, to come out. Furthermore, on September 23, the prosecution filed a motion for reconsideration with a request for the inhibition of Larida for grave abuse of discretion and authority and error in judgment for allegedly ignoring the decisions of four government offices that ruled that there was probable cause against the accused. However, in a court order dated November 28, 2019, Judge Zaldi Dasena of the Malabon RTC Branch 170 denied the prosecution's motion for reconsideration to reverse acting presiding judge Edwin Larida Jr.'s August 15 decision dismissing the murder and parasite charges filed against Barameda's estranged husband and father-in-law. The judge reiterated Larida's ruling that the court could not rely solely on the sworn statement of former star witness Manuel Montero, linking Jimenez III and Jimenez Jr. to the murder in a separate order dated December 11, 2019. Judge Docena granted Lope Jimenez's motion to cancel the warrants of arrest issued against them for lack of probable cause, dismissing the murder raps filed against them. Since the start of 2020, 
there have been no new charges filed against the auspicious suspects. Ruby Rose Barameda has been denied the justice she deserves, from fighting for her children's custody in 2007, up to the decade-long back-and-forth legal proceedings in solving her murder that shockingly went in favor of the accused once again. PH Murder Stories supports the Barameda family in seeking justice for the gruesome murder of Ruby Rose. A mother's love is always with her children. Losing a mother is one of the deepest sorrows a heart can know. For further updates, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PH Murder Stories. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, PH Murder Stories. If you have case suggestions, please go to our website at phmurderstories.com and fill out the request form at File Your Blotter. Did you like this episode? Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, or if you're listening on other platforms, kindly send us a review on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. You can also share our podcast to your Instagram and Facebook stories through Spotify. We're also inviting you to join our Facebook group, PH Murder Stories The Verdict, and participate in our discourse about true crime, both local and international. This group is a safe space for true crime and mystery fans like us who want to engage in thorough discussions about the subject. To all our listeners, we hope you could support us on Patreon. If you're fond of online shopping, you can also help our team earn a small commission by clicking our Lazada and Shopee affiliate links found in the description. Any amount you contribute will enormously help support our team to produce more quality content. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.